Welcome back to Booked Out. And we're just testing some technical difficulties. Sorry, guys. Hello, hello. I think it's fine. I think it's fine now. Maybe it was just the headphones. Yeah, I think so. Um, but Ree's got some news for you. Yes, I just got out of work, so that's fun. Uh, alrighty, so... Uh, Keep going. Uh, yeah, no worries. Uh, is the levels working over there? Yeah. Yeah, then you should yeah. be fine. Maybe it's just the headphones. Yeah, it's probably just the headphones. There's As no usual. There's over here, so that's fine. So, yeah. Alrighty. Re, what have you got some news for us? So much news. Okay, that's good. <laughs> uh, so, first off, Eleanor and Park by Rainbow Rowell is getting an adaptation which is very exciting for a fair few people. Uh, so Picture Start has acquired film rights for the novel and, will, and the n- adaptation will be produced by Eric Feig. Raoul will also be the scriptwriter and executive produ- producer, so an author that is heavily involved with the film. So that's going to be really good. But awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the only thing is... Um, <laughs> Uh, actually, I'll go into what the novel is about before we get into the tea, uh, <laughs> because yes. always got to have that good tea. Uh, so Eleanor and Park is a contemporary novel focusing on two teenagers in Nebraska in 1986. Eleanor is a red-headed plus-size character. Park is a half-Korean boy with a big heart. And it follows these two as they grow closer to each other, encountering love and heartbreak along the way. I've read it. Yeah. Except I read it years ago and I don't quite remember if I liked it or not. I yeah. think I liked it. I have not read it, but that description sounds amazing. <laughs> We've got a book review from me from another Rainbow Rowell book, Sweet. Attachments, Sweet. in a minute. Yeah, so I I read it a while ago. I liked it. But the funny thing is, since this book has had the adaptation announced, people have reiterated that the book is racist and it has a lot of very bad things about it. Ah. Yeah. So <laughs> I have receipts. Yes. So it's all good. <laughs> Got some explanations for us. Exactly. So the first example is Park. His name, uh, his first name, is typically a Korean last name, not a first name. Oh. So it's a little bit of cultural appropriation that yeah. way. Um, I have some other quotes that also show how Raoul has either um, racially described characters uh, as well as made Park seem like he hates his own identity and hasn't (laughs) and there is no sort of character progression that shows him accepting his identity Uh, Uh. and also fetishization of the characters as well. Uh, of the biracial characters as well. That is not what you want from a book. Yeah. So uh, one of the biggest things is that uh, Park's mother was described by Eleanor as a China doll, pretty much. Uh, A Korean... uh, uh, I think she's Korean. Yeah. The mum's Korean, the dad's white. So describing a Korean person as a China doll. Not good. Yeah. The exact words is, when Eleanor was little and her mum read her the story, Eleanor had thought the dainty China people were Chinese, but they were actually ceramic, or they'd turn ceramic if you tried to sneak one back to Kansas. And I'm just like, ooh. Eleanor imagined Park's dad, Tom Selleck, tucking his dainty China person into his flak flak jacket and sneaking her out of Korea. That is really not okay. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Um, Another example would be uh, only Park's DNA had missed the memo. Maybe the Korean gene scrambled everything. Uh, (laughs) uh, And then they and then there's another description here that I've got of Park's brother Josh. That didn't explain Josh's hugeness though. Josh looked like a looked like the Korean jeans had skipped him altogether. His eyes were brown and just barely almondy, almond flavoured, and his hair was dark but not even close to black. 
Josh looked like a big German or Polish kid whose eyes kind of crinkled when he smiled. So, wow, there are incredibly racist yeah. sentences in this book. Um, so, that racism really shouldn't. Uh, racism is a really big topic nowadays as well, especially uh, yeah, with everything. and the whole political correct- uh, correctness. A bandwagon that everyone's hopping on, and uh, not to mention the fact that racism is bad. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and adapting a book with a racist lens over the top of it is not a very good idea. No. Just the way those characters are going to be told to portray themselves, it mm-hmm. just seems like a hot mess before it's even begun. Yeah. Um, and that's only one aspect of the story. Uh there are some topics that are explored in Eleanor and Park that would really be um, problematic if they weren't shown right because there are a couple of content warnings in this book as well for abuse that if family abuse especially that um, if not shown correctly could really damage the potential audience that Eleanor and Puck will go to, which is a young adult audience as well. Uh, But yeah, Amy looks like she's very, like, thoughtful about this. (laughs) Oh, um, I don't really have much of an opinion on it. Like, okay, this may be bad, but I don't find that that racist, really. But I'm not really the person to ask about that. So exactly. I'm going to leave it for the people that actually yeah. know their stuff. Yeah. So I'm just going to... Most of the points I've found this from were from uh, either biracial or Asian people on Twitter. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who, and I've looked in their profiles and they've posted pictures of themselves and it's very consistent. Yeah. And they've cross-referenced their social medias as well. So I've mm-hmm. been able to look and see that they are the same person. Um, yeah, so it's not a very good... No, I think definitely one to keep an eye out for and maybe yeah. just keep an eye out for what um, biracial and um, people of colour are saying about it. Just exactly. so that you're aware of what where it's tracking and how people are feeling about it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I personally would rather one of Rainbow Rowell's other books be adapted instead. That um, fo- Fangirl would be a good one. Yes, Fangirl would be an amazing one to be adapted uh, just because all other characters are white. She's also white. Uh, like, I would prefer someone who... Uh, Rainbow Rowell's white books to be adapted. Definitely. Uh, it also uh, Fangirl also has a whole heap of family dyma- dynamics that are a lot... I hate to say it this way, but a lot easier to swallow... Uh, compared to some of the family dynamics that are in Eleanor and Park as well. Um, uh, although attachments, that one's the email one, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I actually DNF'd that one. <laughs> so I have feelings about that. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, it was more about the format of the book, really. Um, oh, no, I, I have thoughts about it too, which yeah. I'll get to in a Lovely. minute. <laughs> Stay tuned for the next segment. Uh, but, yeah, so I have a feeling that Rainbow Rowell's other books would have been a lot better to explore than Eleanor and Park, but that's just my opinion. Uh, I have two other pieces of news. Yes. Uh, first off, uh, the other – well, secondly, really, uh, just – The three editions have been made to the New York Times bestseller list. Uh, One of them being Aurora Rising by Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. It rised uh, to number two on the list within a week. Uh, Aurora Rising is also the number one book in Australia at the moment, which is cool. Very nice. Following that in number three is Again But Better by Christine Riccio, which we talked about as a new release a couple of weeks ago as well. Ah, yes. Uh, and then finally, With the Fire on High by Elizabeth Acevedo is number four. Now, Elizabeth Acevedo was also uh, also authored the poet X, uh, poet X, sorry, and is an own voices Latinx writer. So, Ooh. yeah, so that'll be a good one to look at too. Definitely. And finally. Since the Game of Thrones finale has happened, I have scoured the internet to see what George R.R. Martin thinks of the matter. And what do you guys think he thinks? 
I <laughs> I do remember some news announcing that he still had books he wanted yep. to be writing. So yep. I imagine he might be feeling some type of way, I think. Yeah. Amy? I mean, I haven't seen the latest season or mm-hmm. latest two seasons. <laughs> only six, oh, well. Like halfway through <laughs> season six. Um, I know some spoilers, though. Yeah. Um, I think, as with any author that has a thing and then someone else takes it, which you're completely fine with, like you've mm-hmm. you've signed your thing, but then they catch up to where you've written up to and therefore they have to write it originally. Yep. Of course you're going to disagree with what they write because it's not your writing and you started it. And especially if you're planning on continuing it. Although at the same time, because he's planning to continue it, if he ever gets around to it, (laughs) he'll probably be like, whatever, they did their thing. I'm still doing mine. Yeah. Although it might influence what he's writing. Fair enough. Say, I don't know who were the final people alive or who actually sat on the Iron Throne or whatever at the end. That's probably a good thing, so you can't spoil it for anyone. Yeah, so. I'm not going to anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm going to attempt. <laughs> you can't. I'm, I can't, and I'm gonna, and even if I did, I would try not to. Yeah. Um, so say people have watched the finale and say there was an uproar on the internet about people disagreeing with what happened. Mm. He could be like, ooh, um, well, I'm not going to change that then. Yeah, <laughs> So fair people enough. will be happier, maybe. Yeah. So I think it would definitely influence him. Mm, Fair enough. Uh, Well, for one, Martin told Rolling Stone in March, the major points of the ending will be things I told them five or six years ago. That's, yeah. Because they they said to him when they first were signing the contract to, like, make the show, they said to him, like, we will not make this unless you tell us how it ends. Yeah. Uh, So it was really nothing expected about uh, plot-wise for him. Uh, he has not really come out with too much of his opinion. I think that's good. Uh, that's smart. Yeah. He has put a nice little, like, present for everyone on his blog about thanking the directors, creators, etc., mm-hmm. for uh, the effort they've made on the show yeah. and stuff like that. But he hasn't put his personal opinion in that blog post. Interesting. Uh, but he has answered the question, will the book or show have the real ending? And he has replied with, how about this? I'll write it, you read it, then everyone can make up their own mind and argue about it on the internet. So he's that, yeah, just going like the real ending. Yes, yeah. they'll be if he, if it's a different ending, there'll just be two endings. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's really good because he's not forcing his authorial intent on anyone, which is great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> As someone who knows how you feel about J.K. Rowling, the shade you just threw. <laughs> You're welcome, audience. Uh, but yeah, so. Uh, from what I saw of his blog post, uh, also with the books that he's writing, uh, The Winds of Winter and A Dream of Spring, he's thinking about between the two. There's going to be about a 3,000-page manuscript. Wow. So it's going to be a lot, and I'm going to love it uh, because I'm going to get into the series because I am one of the ones who am very underwhelmed by the ending. Uh, but that's my opinion. <laughs> Discuss. Uh, take, but yeah, Take your opinion. Or take our opinions and critically analyze, analyze. And analyze them and agree or not. Yeah. Whatever. And Be smart about the c- content you consume. But yeah, so it seems he's proud of the adaptation that was created from his material. I think he should be. But the, yeah, obviously. Like, a lot of the people biggest have put t- a lot of work into it. Yeah, and it's one of the biggest TV series Definitely. of all time. Yeah. But the massive thing to us, which is the ending of this adaptation, is... It seems trivial to him because he's got his own story to write. And I think that's so good. I really appreciate that, actually. Like, his story is his own and he let it become something else and now he can let it end the way he wants it. The difference between 
not giving your opinion online and mm. what just happened in the last week with all the drama and tea spilling on Ooh, YouTube. So it's a, it's such a refreshing change. <laughs> uh, if only this was a YouTube show. Oh, I would be we... talking about that too. I know. But we are on a book so show, so we should probably go to a break and come back and talk about attachments. Yes. 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 You're listening to 106.09. Oh, my God. <laughs> Try again. You're listening to Booked Out on 106.9. On Tune FM. Again and again and again and again, do it again, do it again, again and again. It's a shame, it's a shame, it's a perfect shame. Creep under my door and we do it again. Welcome back to Booked Out on 106.9 Tune FM. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just heard a muffled. <laughs> um, so we've got a book review for you. Attachments by Rainbow Rowell. So Goodreads has given it 3.92 stars. Yep. And the description to give you an idea is, Hi, I'm the guy who reads your email. And also, I love you. Yeah, that's a quote. <laughs> Beth Fremont and Jennifer Scribner-Snyder know that someone is monitoring... I can't talk today. Know that someone is monitoring their work email. Everybody in the newsroom knows. It's company policy. But they can't quite bring themselves to take it seriously. They go on sending each other endless and endlessly hilarious emails discussing every aspect of their personal lives. Meanwhile, Lincoln O'Neill can't believe this is his job now, reading other people's email. When he applied to be internet security officer he pictured himself building firewalls and crushing hackers not writing up a report every time a sports reporter forwards a dirty joke (laughs) when lincoln comes across beth's and jennifer's messages he knows he should turn them in but he can't help being entertained and captivated by their stories by the time lincoln realizes he's falling for beth it's way too late to introduce himself what would he say so that's it (laughs) and i would give it a three star yeah. I was going to give it 2.5 and then I got about halfway through. Like it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like great. And then I got about halfway through and I was like, this is getting a lot better. So I give it like, th- okay, three, 3.5, 3.5. Yeah. 
five stars. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Um, that's spoiler free. <laughs> oh, should you read it? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say read it. It's really... It, okay, so all the characters are like 28, 29. So, you know, like adults. Yeah. But, you know, even ad- even adults, trademark, <laughs> with capital A, aren't always like, you know, have all their lives together. Like Lincoln, he's, he's gone to uni basically for the last like 10 years. Wow. He just kept going back and doing degree after degree and doing masters and all that stuff. And then he moved back home to like the small city they're all from and moved back in with his mum. And he feels like his life is going out nowhere. He hates his job because it's like the night shift. So mm-hmm. it's what, 5 till 1 a.m. or something. And one one like really cute thing though. So this is the thing about reading the other two women's messages is creepy. And he says that he's like, throughout the book, you know, he's like, I should not be doing this. But the thing like he falls in love with Beth and he doesn't even know what she looks like. So, like, the whole falling in love with someone as a person and not their looks, it's kind of it. Yeah. I like that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And his coming off, well, he had a bad breakup with his high school sweetheart the first year of college. So that was, like, ten years ago. But he's kind of still not over it. Mm-hmm. Um, But... I don't want to give spoilers yet. Yeah, it's no spoilers. Because it's actually like when you get to it and you discover like what it is, you're like, oof. Um, but yeah, and he just feels like he's stuck and his life is going nowhere and he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> um, and Beth, her boyfriend, is like, there's moments they have but a lot of the time, because he's, he's a musician, he's very just, like, kind of not even there and not there emotionally and all that stuff. And Jennifer is married and her husband is lovely, but he really, really wants kids and she doesn't want kids. Oh. But then she gets pregnant. Oh, interesting. And then at first she hates it and then she kind of goes, no, actually, maybe I do want kids. Yeah, I want this baby. But then stuff happens. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I'm actually like, I was invested as you were telling so, me. So, like the first, the first half of the book is pretty like, eh, like like it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like great. I agree with that. Have you read it? <laughs> I read about a third of it and DNF'd it. Yeah, because I was just like, this is. It, it gets better standard. like halfway through. Yeah. Because the first half is very much like he's got to monitor the emails. So he's reading the emails and it's very like not shallow, but kind of. Mm. It's like it's not really, but it's not quite deep enough. Yeah. You don't see my, uh, uh, the two female characters, Beth and Jennifer, was it? Yeah. Yeah. You don't even see them until yeah. like halfway through. Oh, and okay. Lincoln's personal dialogue, I didn't agree with it. It sounded very cringy, but it was also very 90s, so, you know. Oh, yeah, it's set yeah. in 1999. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's, this is, like, when email, like, first was being introduced in offices. Yeah. And they've got that policy, like, to go, like, um, basically there's, like, flagged words. And if, if you, so, like, pornography or... Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff, or like yeah. a, like a, any kind of like dirty joke, or anything that, that the, anything that could get you demonetized on YouTube nowadays. Oof. Well, <laughs> uh, maybe not to that extent. <laughs> Big oof. Pretty much, um, and it'll end up in a folder on Lincoln's computer, and he has to go through them, yeah, and basically decide like to turn them in or not. Um, and yeah, and that's how he ends up reading their email. Yeah, the emails are very interesting, but yeah. Spoiler-free part over. Spoilers from now on. Come back in a few minutes if you don't want spoilers. Yeah. Um, Lincoln's thing with his ex-girlfriend, Sam, is actually, I thought, was pretty interesting. So basically, like, they, you know, high school sweethearts, like that total thing, like completely in love, all that stuff. 
he follows her to college because she wants to go to college in California and he follows her to go with her. And then, like, first semester or second semester, like, in their first year, but pretty soon, basically, like, well, she cheats on him. Oh. He, he catches her kissing another man in the lift. Yikes. Um, that she met because she's, like, you know, drama and theatre and that, that she met yeah. in theatre. And he's just like, no, and just walks away. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the conversation they have is interesting. And Sam says, like, well, we always knew this was going to happen. And he's like, really? Because he thought he was like, I love you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And she's like, these kind of things happen. Like, no one marries their high school sweetheart. Mm. And blah. Like, but the thing is about this book, it doesn't paint anyone as the bad guy. Ooh, okay. Really? Yeah. Like, it kind of paints her a little bit. Like, to him, she's the bad guy, kind yeah. of. But also, she's still a person. If you know what I mean, yes. yeah. So yeah. it's morally gray characters. No one's yeah. good. No one's like bad. some of them are better than Everyone's others. In, yeah. Like there's um, like Beth's Beth's boyfriend. They break up later in the book, but her boyfriend of nine years, like they they met in college too. Oh. Um. He's very like emotionally unavailable. And, like he loves her. Yeah. And he says he does. But he's, he breaks up with her at her sister's wedding. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yikes. He says, he's like, I love you, but I need you to know I'm never going to marry you. And she's Aww. like, as in you're never going to get married or you're never going to marry me. And he's like, both, but mostly the latter. So yeah. Like, <laughs> That's rough. Um, but he yeah. says. I found him to be so trash in the beginning. Wow. Let's be real. But, but when he breaks up with her, I actually liked him better. Because he says, because the way he says it, and he's like, I love you too much. You're too much. I can't handle it. Eh. Like, I don't like him, but I don't think he's, like, evil. Like, he's just a person. That sounds trash. Yeah, yeah, he's a trashy person. mm -mm. Um, (laughs) I'm more like, is it I love you too much or the commitment of loving you when you don't love me is too much? Like, no, no, the commitment of loving her is too much. Yeah. It's just like... Because uh. she loves him too. Um, sure she does. <laughs> well, <laughs> she does, but, you know, he's just emotionally unavailable, basically. Yeah. But there's times, like, at her sister's wedding before that, he was, like, being so nice and lovely. And she remembered why she fell in love with him in the first place. Oh. And... With Jennifer, her husband is lovely. To, her husband is actually lovely. Um, he just really wants kids. The thing, the thing with Jennifer at the beginning, I was like, hmm, about because she didn't want kids. And then she was talking to Beth, and she's like, really, if this is the thing that was going to ruin my marriage, I might as well just have kids. And it's like, ooh, Ooh, that's it. But then she gets pregnant. Not exactly on purpose, but kind of. Okay. Like, they didn't use protection. Like, she didn't use protection. Yeah. And, like, her husband was surprised, but, like, okay. So, like, kind of... She wasn't really, really trying to, but she was like, okay, kind of. Um, And she was more like, if this is going to happen, may as well. Yeah. It it was kind of weird, though, because her thoughts about it. Um, but yeah, so then she gets pregnant and it's all like, oh my God. And then she kind of hates it at first. And then she gets to the point where she's like, no, yeah, I want this baby. And then she has a miscarriage. Oh no. And it's like, well. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, this stuff all happens in the second half of the book. Oh. So that's why it gets a lot better in the second half. Yeah. One, okay. One thing. Around about halfway through the book is when I started liking it, is when Lincoln really thinks to himself what he's doing and he, on a whim, just starts going to the gym. Um, and he talk, he's talking to his sister. Where did I write it down? Okay, he's talking to his sister 
And she says, so what if instead of thinking about solving your whole life, you just think about adding additional good things one at a time, just let your pile of good things grow. And then after that, she also says, stop trying to figure out what's wrong with you and figure out what's right with you. And I was like, ooh, ooh, whoa. That's a feeling that occurred. Mm, so yeah, wow. that, that about halfway through, when she says that, I'm like, oh. oh. And, then, and then he just continues doing like good things like for himself. Yeah. So he randomly, he just starts going to the gym. He starts having... Um, he starts having his dinner in the break room and meets this lady, Doris, who's like an older lady and she's she fixes the vending machines or something. Oh. <laughs> and he shares his dinner with her and they strike up a friendship. And that's really nice. And then he random again on a whim, just gets an apartment because like, his sister be telling him to do it and he'd be thinking about it. And he eventually does it and moves out of his mum's place. And the conversation they have is very interesting because his mum wants him to stay with her. Oh. Like, like, why are you moving out? Like, what's wrong kind of thing? He's like, nothing. Um, and that conversation is interesting. And then um, Beth and Jennifer stop e- emailing for three weeks, which is when Jennifer has her miscarriage. So he just stops reading their email like he doesn't even have to try. He just it just has to stop. Um and they start emailing again and he's like this enough is enough is enough. And he just he quits cuz he's he's hated the job for a while and he's been living with his mum so he's been saving up and he just quits. So it's like he just does all these good things for himself. And then only at the end of the book does he, do he and Beth actually meet and get together. Oh. Like all romance books, they only get together at the very end and you don't see any of the romance. Of course. But, yeah. But you look at most TV shows that have, uh, like, Castle or Bones or mm. whatever, that have the, I'm pining for you, yeah. but I can't be with you. Most of them go downhill after they get together. Yeah. Because you don't so. want to see the romance part. You want to see the pining, the, yeah. yes, the... Yeah. growing, budding romance part. Yeah. At yeah. Castle after two seasons after Castle and Beckett get together, like, they it, that show ends up falling apart, basically. See, I like, really <laughs> liked... I mean, I only watched, see, like, we up to season, like, six or seven of Bones. Yeah. But I really liked when they got together and when they had their daughter because it was, like, seeing the little family and it was so cute. Aww. Yeah. Also, finally! Yeah. But, yeah. Like... After you milk that cow so much, yeah. do you really want to see them go from, oh, I love you, but I can't be with you, to why the hell didn't you put the dishes away? Like <laughs> The whole thing, like, I love you, but the whole I can't be with you is weird. See, yeah. at least in this, Lincoln's like, okay, at this point, it's way too weird for me to go up to her and ask her out. And he, like, he kind of tries, he tries to. Oh. Right before he quits, but then she's not there. Yeah, so he just writes a note with an apology and like tells her that you know he's been reading her email and that, and she figures out who it is because she's a reporter. It wasn't that difficult. Same thing. Um, but and she'd been writing in her emails. There's the there's a cute guy. Hmm. I talk about him. Wow. Oh. So like she thought he was really cute. I like that. Um, but she didn't know him. She didn't even know his name. Drama. It, it nice. was is I don't know. It's it's enjoyable and the whole thing like figuring your life out. And I like that he figured his life out before they got together. Yeah, yeah. I do actually. He took like care that. of himself first. Mm. So yeah, that's my thoughts cool. on Yay. attachments by Rainbow Rowell. Yay! I give it a three three point five stars. Nice. I reckon like you should read like it's not like right priority. But if you want a book about adults, like, you know, careers and stuff, not just, like, university adults, like, Mm. full-fledged adults, but not, like, middle-aged, about marriage and all that stuff, I think it's pretty good. I think I actually might give it a read, so... I have it if you want to borrow it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But anyway, we'll go to a song... And we'll come back in a minute for um, bookish things that we have changed our minds about. Nice. 
You're listening to. I can't wait. <laughs> you're listening to Booked Out on 106.9 Tune FM. I didn't get annoyed at you. You're just irritating. <laughs> booked out on 106.9 tune fm Woo! lovely yeah we're all so excited the energy is pretty low because we're i don't know i think we're i'm tired i came from work i work 10 till 6 yeah also i just moved i'm like i moved a couple days ago i mean i'm in the process yeah anyway a lot anyway we're going to talk about bookish things we changed our minds about and re just had a good point in the break and we started talking about this and i thought no we need to save this for (laughs) in a minute yeah so the biggest thing i changed was uh do you want me to talk about standalones or the series thing the first or the second thing both they're kind of together Yeah. yeah so the first thing was i have gone from reading series to standalones a lot more often than usual uh i used to be a big reading series fan because i used to only read series because by the time i finished standalone i want more i want more of the characters i want more of the world Uh, whereas i just don't have that time to read something or to binge read something like i used to be able to for sure uh and with that i and going from that i really have gone from waiting for a series to be completely out and binge reading the entire thing to reading the books each year as they come out yeah. because I see a 400-page book and think, yeah, that's manageable. But if I see like seven or eight 400-page books in a series, I'm like, that's daunting. No, I'm thanks. not going to bother. <laughs> yeah. if, it'll be here for when I'm ready for it. I'm never ready for it because I never have time anymore. <laughs> I used to always wait. Like when Skullduggery was coming out as I was reading it, I think the first few books were out. But then I had to keep waiting. And I'd always forget what had happened. So I'd have to go back and reread the last few books. Yeah. Like from the beginning. So I was just like, I'm just going to wait until they all come out. And at th- that point, I think the latest one was like the f- sixth one maybe. And now there's like ten. And I'm like, ooh, do I want to read that? Yeah. I remember when I... Uh, binge read the entire Rangers Apprentice series. Wow. Oh, I want to go back and do I loved Rangers Apprentice. Same. I want to go back and read all of it, but at the same time, I just... Uh, one, my reading stuff, uh, what I like to read has changed. I well, can't, yeah, because it's like... 
middle grade, older very middle. Very middle grade. Yeah, I was like, is it middle grade, a little bit older maybe? A little bit younger, is I it? found. Yeah. The main character's 15 in the first one. Yeah, but it's written very okay, young. Yeah. Uh, it has a, the only controversial thing is the magic that's in it. And that's for more like religious viewpoints and stuff like that. There's no magic until further on as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and like it, it was such a good series, but also I have so many more series coming out yeah. that I really want to go to, uh, go to and read. And that's another thing. I have reread a lot less. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I I used to reread Harry Potter all the time. Mm. I like I would have read the first few like ten times, and the last one maybe only like once or twice, but. I mean, I started rereading them. Was it last at the end of last year? Yep. I got up to like the fourth one. <laughs> um, it's still got a bookmark in it, just like at the fir- beginning of the first chapter. Um, but yeah, and then I didn't read them at all for like how many years? Like yeah. When did the last one come out? I was probably like twelve, maybe twenty twelve. Yeah, I was fourteen. Then. Uh, was in no the last book not last movie yeah true the last book was uh, definitely uh it was definitely like 2000 and before 2010 yeah like that yeah that's what i meant 2000 something we're still in 2009 something you yeah, know got you. two double o <laughs> uh 2000 2007 it was released I was 21st of july 20, uh, 2007 really? yeah i was nine i, I remember it though because my mum had to like go to the library and get two copies. Because she, she bought one copy and got a copy from the library. Because there's seven people in, our, in my family. And we all want to read it. I <laughs> remember being put on the waiting list to borrow the book from the school library. Mm. And I just did not like that waiting list. Yep. Because it took a month for it to get to me. Oh, Back when I could still read. How big is the last Harry Potter book? Pretty big. Like 400 pages? Whatever the last Harry Potter book is. Yeah. Back when I could read that in one day. <laughs> Same. Oh. Like, I'd have Those someone, like... Those were the days. I'd have Wait. someone lend me a book at school. I would go home that afternoon, and the next morning before school, I'd be like, here you go, have it back. Yeah. yeah and they're same. like, are you done already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to be that kid as well. And or borrowing 10 books from the library. I oh, missed that. Yes. Like, getting to the limit. Yeah. And then, because and then, your family all got... Okay, because we lived out of town. So yeah. we went to the library not that often. So we'd all go together, and you get, like, 15 books or 10 books each. So we're all like, okay, okay, like, shuffling around. So, like, I want 20 books, but you only have 10 books. Let me, like, give you. Yeah. So you rent that on your card. And my mum's there with all our library cards. Like, okay, okay, these books next, on this card. Next. This book on this card. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, my family is... The bookworm family. Yeah. Except for my youngest sister. She's the weird one. Oh, <laughs> she also has ADHD, so that's, that's probably it. Whereas thing. I'm the weird one in my family and being one of the only ones that read. Even my dad reads, like, Harry yeah. Potter and that. Wow. And my dad's not, like, a big reader. Yeah. The only other reader in my family is my little sister. And that's it. I'm uh, actually a bit of a black sheep nowadays. Oh, okay. Because I used to be up there with the best of my family just reading 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 but towards the end of high school i stopped reading altogether and i just did not pick up a book until like three years later when i was like oh hey reading's a thing i enjoy yeah wow fair enough i stopped reading for ages like i didn't read much (laughs) at all my biggest might have read like a couple books a year Oh, wow. Wow. I mean, I went from reading (laughs) about 70 books a year down to about 15 in my first year of uni. Yeah. And it's slowly been growing since because it is still one of the biggest things in in my life, life, like hobby-wise. And I love books. I love talking about books. I love reading them. I love hearing other people talk about books. So, uh, I mean... University, my first year, for the first three months, I didn't even pick up a book. Oof, yeah. Uh, yeah. But the Big thing night. is my relationship with reading has changed a lot too mm. because when I was chain reading as a teenager, it was an anxiety coping strategy yeah, and a depression coping strategy. Uh, and now I've changed my relationship with reading so it's purely fun. It's mm. not escapism like it used to be. 
So, yeah. I think that's something that, sorry to get a little off topic, but I think that's something that every sort of bookworm goes through. Mm. Like, I know I used reading as a hella escapism. Oh, yeah. But the minute I got out of high school, I was like, oh, I, oh, I don't need to read. And then a few years later, like I said, three years, I actually realised I enjoyed reading for actually taking content in and Mm. just knowing a book and reading a book and enjoying the knowledge that came from it. Exactly. And I was so shocked that I actually enjoyed knowing things. Imagine that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I just kind of like stopped enjoying everything I enjoyed for a while. Mood. (laughs) Yeah, great. It was a great mood. It's called Um, depression. (laughs) Trying to keep it lighthearted. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to trying to actually get back. Depression. (laughs) What happened to not being allowed to quote memes anymore? (laughs) Same. Wait, what's that one with like the guy and his like it's like there's a song playing and it's like Oh god. I know, I'll show you later. Yeah, yeah. Basically it's fine. like he <laughs> jumps into a wheelchair guy, I got crippling depression. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I remember I know exactly what you're like. Oh, just yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um Moral of story <laughs> Moral of story is everyone's reading changes over time and how we perceive reading changes over time as well. And it's a good thing to see change. And those are our bookish things that have changed over time. And also if you're worried about depression and anxiety, I don't have a hotline for you, but Google it. Uh, Also, there's the university thing. At the university, if you type in counselling, you can follow the links on that page. There is a crisis helpline on on that page. And there's free counselling. Yeah. Uh, there's free counselling on campus as well. If you call them between nine and five, you should be all good to make an appointment. Around this time of year, it will be a two or three week wait to see someone just because it is a free service offered to all students on campus and offline as well. Yeah. Just search it up on the UNE website and you should be able to find where it all is. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Also, on that note, flu shots yeah. are happening in oh, the yes. next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, it's actually happening all of this week. Oh, I, I mean, like... This week and and like for the next. Uh, the student right? wants a roll of this week. Okay. Uh, so I gotta go they're happening that. around campus for the next couple of days. But Thursday all day in the Lazenby Annex mm-hmm. uh, is for all students. For, I heard the twenty eighth. Uh, the twenty third. Okay. Uh, the twenty eighth is the last staff one. So okay. Yeah. No mind. Yeah. Twenty third. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go do that. Yep. But yeah. On that note. We're going to go to a song. We'll be back in a minute. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM.
welcome back to Booked Out on 106.9 Tune FM. Yes. <laughs> We're here to give you some tips for Instagram. That sounds so weird. Mostly photo taking, honestly, for books. Yes. Don't give me that face. <laughs> so, in case you didn't know, we have Booked Out professional uh, kind of Instagrams. Yeah. Yeah, mine is at of books and cats underscore and reeses. Mine is at bookish underscore re. Do you have one? I always forget if you have one or not. No, but I will. Okay, cool. At some point. Yeah. For, yeah, I'll okay. take your tips. Yeah. 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 I finally, I moved into a new place a couple, again, <laughs> a couple days ago. Same. So I can finally have my cat again in case you didn't notice. I didn't have my cat for like two months. She had to go live with my parents again. So I kind of just didn't take photos. <laughs> but here's some photo tips. Now, my like style that I like is a lot different from Ree's. So I'm going to give you yes. my like personal stuff and then Ree can chip in. Yep. No worries. So I like a very like kind of minimalist, like very light background. Therefore, I just take it on my bed. Because my Duna cover is like an off-white, warm, light grey kind of... It's a weird colour, but it looks white in photos because my sheets are white. So next to it, my Duna cover looks darker. But when you just see my Duna cover, it looks white. Yeah. And then it's like artfully rumpled. (laughs) So just put the book on that. Yeah. Also, when my cat's on my bed, I can just put the book next to her. Well, it's difficult because I have to wait until she is in a good position because i can't move her she'll just run away then she's like don't she wants to lie where she wants to lie she doesn't want you to put her anywhere amen so tips for pets just wait till they're comfy in a good spot and and then seize the moment (laughs) yeah Uh, just grab multiple books at a time and And just see different angles also natural daylight is best we love daylight lighting you can always like edit it to make it seem brighter and that. But natural daylight is best. Yeah. I'd agree with that one as well. But yeah, because I was trying to take a good photo of Attachments, the book, next to Luna. <sighs> that sigh tells me everything she I need to know. She wasn't in a good spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, everywhere she was sleeping didn't match the theme. <laughs> Same. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um... So, yeah, and the, then when I take it on, like, my white-ish background, doesn't matter what colour the book is because then it all matches the theme anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question. What kind of, um, oh, like, effects or filters do you add? Okay. Like, do you have a go-to? I've got a couple, like, pho- photography apps on my phone that, you know, are recommended mm. yeah i don't really use them though um there's visco is yep. said to be a good one that's what i use vsco yeah i've used that before and it's really good yeah um i actually got the uh year subscription to it it's only about 28 dollars for an entire year wow. yeah uh, like so that. if you want to build up your instagram like that's a good like cheap yeah. way to go yeah because most well, it's of also the, there's a there's like a free version you just pay to get more exactly there's the basics are free yeah. I haven't paid for it. Uh, they do also have a week trial for oh, um, okay. yeah. the people who want to try out the expensive version. Yeah. yeah. But even though I have that, I've also got Snapseed as well. I think. But I don't really I'm, use them. I just use the Instagram thing. Yeah. Like you, when you upload a photo to Instagram, you've got the filters there. Yeah. And I usually use. Okay. Don't do what I used to do a couple of years ago. When I had the full filter, if you click on it, you can put it down like the percentage. So keep it under fifty percent, oh, because yeah. otherwise it looks it's too much. Okay. Yeah. My old photos on my private, like personal Instagram. Ugh. Yeah, I've always had it. I, up. I've archived most of them. Yeah. Uh, wow. If you bring it down a little bit, it adds that effect. Uh, yeah. But it doesn't add too much. Like I put a lot of filters on mine. Yeah. But you can't, it. 
my photos still seem a little bit realistic. So basically, if the filter enhances the colors or mm. the shading in the picture, mm. choose it, then drag it back down to under 50%. Okay. Yeah. I usually only go 10 or 20. Wow. I usually go 30, 40. But, but I, then, I like it like that though. But then I also add temperature, contrast, fade, tint, highlights, shadow, and. I kind of stay away tone. from that. Like, I sometimes I do. But often I'll just be like, filter. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I like yeah. the gingham. <laughs> like, it's titled gingham. Yeah. I like oh, that filter. And yeah, then you like just put it down to, like, yeah, whatever percent you want. Just keep it on. Um, I would suggest keep it under 50. Yeah. And then depending on the filter you're using, probably under 40. Yeah. Okay. Um, otherwise, it just looks too much. Yeah. yeah. Like, everyone uses filters. It's fine. But when it's really super super obvious and over filtered doesn't look great exactly um if you want a resource Mm. uh that would help you with photography uh i actually followed connor franter's tutorial that he posted that's that one's good for Uh, when you want lots of bright colors yeah uh so a guide to the perfect instagram Uh, So he actually focuses, like, with his Instagram on colour, symmetry, depth or contrast. Okay. I focus on colour, as Amy said. Yeah. Uh, I have the thing where each each row has a different colour scheme, which Mm. I really like. Yeah. Um, Currently, I've got this, like, red-blue contrast that is very, like, uh, autumn, but, like, sunny autumn, which I really like. And, yeah, I'm really liking going with that. But other previous ones I've had is Grey Background. Yeah. uh, And one of them with King of Scars. So King of Scars has a really gold cover. I matched it with a green and went from there. Mm. I like that. Yeah. So, like, I also choose a lot of natural colours as Mm. well. And and, uh, part of my Instagram has a lot of nature photography as well yeah. of particular places that I go to. So, yeah, I like using colour as my main focus in my Instagram yeah. as well. Yeah. I really like mine. Very light, very, like, focused. See, yours, like, changes, like, gradiates. Yeah. And I keep mine, like, one. So I've chosen, like, white, yellow, <laughs> like, sunflower yellow. Yeah. Um, And then, like like gray and that so very like simple and then like one main ish color yeah but last place i lived my bedroom was fantastic for photos it was very bright the ever like the walls and ceiling was white the the carpet was like a dark gray it and it was great and there was like a big window it was great place i moved into now <laughs> the the walls like this weird light gray and there's security screens on the windows, which is great for safety. But when my cat, who loves to lie on the windowsill, I can't get that super aesthetic yeah. cat sleeping on the windowsill shot. Exactly. I mean, it's fine, but, like, it doesn't look as good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, those are our tips for really just photos, not, not so much Instagram specifically. Uh, we talked about our Instagram styles, so yeah. that helps yeah. a lot. Uh, good tags for Instagram as well. Yes. Uh, for book Instagram is uh, obviously bookstagram. Uh, other ones would be always reading. I found really good mm. sites on there. Okay. Uh, and each of the books that I tag, I put the tag for that book as well. Yeah. Uh, obviously because... Tag the the, uh, the title and the author. Yeah, exactly. And if it's like a title of... If it's like a common title of a book, title it. Like, hashtag title author. Or, you know. In the one hashtag. Uh, or you could search up the tag before you post the photo. Yeah. And yeah, see what too. comes up as well. Nowadays, books are actually um, including the hashtags on their covers or just... Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. On the back of the barcode, usually. Yeah. Uh, either that or you could go onto the writer's Instagram or Twitter mm. and you can see what they've put as a hashtag as well. And so yeah. take from them. Yeah. 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 So when people are searching the hashtag for the book, they'll see your stuff. If you have a pet or an animal you like to put in your photos, like a cat, cats of Instagram is a popular one, and then put like the breed. Yeah. Like see I, I have a ragdoll oh. cat, so I put 
ragdoll I go hashtag ragdoll cat and hashtag cats of Instagram. Okay. So then if people specifically specifically want to look at ragdolls, which I search sometimes because Same. I just I love ragdolls. Cuz yeah. I mean I have one. <laughs> so exactly. Like, see everyone's ragdoll. Um but also like use the popular tags, but some tags are too popular yeah, and so too saturated, yeah. so you're going to get lost. So yeah. use a popular one and then use like a slightly less one. And yeah. it says like when you go hashtag this it'll say this many posts with this hashtag mm. yeah but the obviously the more popular the hashtag is the more chances of people actually seeing your post yeah. use well. both i mean like yeah. use if if it's too popular it might get buried though yeah uh, within like five ten minutes of you posting your photo as well that's when most of your likes will happen because yeah. that's yeah. when your photo is featured because it uh, usually with tags, it's actually from most recent. Yeah. Now, yeah. do you guys believe in the best time to post on Instagram rule? I don't follow any time, but okay. I think there is. It's probably yeah. some, like, American... It's, like, America's 5 to 7 p.m. Yeah. yeah. So if, you, if you're really, like, into it, you can follow that. But, you know, if you're just posting photos for fun, yeah. just... You don't even need, like, you don't need to pay for an app or anything. Just mess around Just in the fun. Instagram app. Post whenever you want. Use whatever hashtags you want. I think you can do up to 30 hashtags. Yeah. Mm. Use all of them if you want. Yeah. Why not? I use about five to ten. Yeah. Mm. And I always tag the author. And if I'm doing a review on Tune, I tag Tune as well. Yeah. Oh, a good a good tip for doing your description. In Instagram, you can't press enter and make a new paragraph write your description in your notes app and copy and do like enter full stop enter full stop enter full stop because oh. that'll give you a break yeah okay, so I then that. so then it'll break it up yeah. rather than having a block of text okay. and then you just copy and paste exactly like um yeah. and you can also do that in the description of your actual like profile because yeah when you go in instagram you can't press enter yeah it's like kind you, of annoying though. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a bit of a hassle. I kind of stopped doing it. I just put a few like forward slash mm. to break it up a little bit. Um, it depends. Or I do it more for the um, the booked out Instagram. Yeah. yeah. I don't do it so much for my personal one. I just whatever. I don't care. <laughs> it's I chill. Have it's more chill. Another question. Yeah. When coming up with your Instagram, your bookstagram name. Oh, like it took username, me so long. <laughs> what kind of tips and guidelines do you guys have? What's it about? Um, if I were to go out today and create an Instagram just for my books and my yeah. cat maybe, would you recommend using that kind of thing? Or maybe like... Whatever you, the focus of your Instagram is. So if you're going to mm. do it... To do with books, make sure your title is somewhat bookish. Yeah. yeah, I mean it doesn't have to be. This is just advice. Yeah, and if you if you're like me and you're gonna have your cat in every photo or you know whatever, p- put your cat in there as well. Like I've got yeah. of books and cats. Mm. Uh, you could also go with puns. Yeah, they're I do also love fun. A pun. Yeah, uh, also a good little bit of wordplay makes it easier to remember for yeah. people mm. who are following you as well. Try yeah. not to uh, use too many underscores and all that stuff oh, for sure make yeah. it like easy to just say it yeah unfortunately someone had already taken of books and cats so i was like of books and cats underscore yeah <laughs> at the end i went bookish underscore re because someone on twitter had taken bookish re mm. so i and i wanted both of my tags to be the same yeah so i went at bookish underscore re yeah and also bookish re Free is me and bookish yeah. fits in with I post about books, but I post about other things as well. Uh, yeah. Like nature, but I don't divert from books too much yeah. as well. So yeah. the books is the main part of it. Yeah. Re- sure. Really, the main things are make it easy to say like a word that won't be too like, ha- like you have to spell it out. Mm. Yeah. Or, or at least if you have to spell it out, like a shorter one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Thank you for those tips. No worries. Was there one new release? Uh, yeah, there was one that was released last week that I found particularly interesting. 
Uh, so it was called We Hunt the Flame by Hafsas. Uh, I am sorry if I butcher any of these names. Uh, I didn't have enough time today to go through and do like the thing where I listen and find. I still can't pronounce uh, the author of the witch's name. Yeah. Andre Swiatowski <laughs> or something. Yeah. So We Hunt the Flame by Hafsa Fazal. Uh, Faisal. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the hunter is Zafira, a female disguised as a man who sacrifices everything for her community. Nasir is a prince of death under his father's iron grip. The Ars is coming and there is only one artifact that can stop it. Zafira embarks to find it, and Nasir is too. But Nasir is also sent to kill kill the hunter as well as get the artifact. Wow. This story features political intrigue, deception, and and the female hiding as a male trope. Woo! (laughs) I love that trope. Me too. (laughs) Uh, But these are all things that should make this an excellent read. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, this that one came out on the fourteenth of May, so it should be rel- readily available. And the worst thing is, I was looking for other releases that were being released today. I couldn't find any good ones, but I found so many for next week. So you better be ready. Strap yes. yourselves in. Yes. Well, we'll see you next week. Uh, Tuesday, six or seven. Yeah. In case you hadn't known yet. <laughs> Just in <laughs> case you I stumbled <laughs> onto this. We'll be back to talk to you about more bookish content. So we'll leave you there. Have a great evening. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM.